The Swamp Without a Still is just a tent, a martini without olives doesn't quite make it, and Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones, listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, Mash Minute. Welcome back to Mash Minute. It's another day of the 1970 film. It's a new guest, and I am still Tierney Steele. I'm Megan Coleman. And I'm Eric Nash. Welcome, Eric. You were kind enough to have me over to talk about rock stars. So I've invited you here to talk about priests, uh, not priests. Well, there is a priest about <laughs> dentists thinking they're committing suicide and no one talks for like the first, what, 15, 20 seconds of this minute. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. But with that wonderful selling of it. This is minute 61. It starts with Painless crossing himself as he receives last rites from Mulcahy. So I guess he got over that. And it ends. I'm sorry, did you say 71 or 61? 61. Okay, you did. Maybe I did. It is minute 61. 61, Regardless of what I said before. (laughs) It's going to end with Painless reaching out of his coffin to put his glass on the table. I don't think it would be mixed up with any other minutes. It's pretty it's pretty distinct. This is yeah. the minute where Painless takes the black capsule. Yeah. That's the thing that threw me also was that you said the first 15 seconds there's no one talking. It's pretty light talking. It's 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 pretty low key compared to uh, I think a lot of a lot of the rest of this movie where it's, you know, people are throwing punches and people are um, oh, other things they'll they'll be coming up though. I noted the lack of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, it was it was lighter. Yeah, no one talks over each other either. And the song starts, so. <laughs> yes. Before the song starts, we get one of my favorite Hawkeye reactions. So Trapper presents Painless with the black capsule, this pill, in a purple heart presentation box. I'm like 99% sure. I've never seen one in real life, but they come up a lot in media. And he says, oh, I better get in the coffin. This thing works pretty fast, doesn't it? And Hawkeye throws up his hands like shrugs. I love his complaint. Like, oh. <laughs> He's not really. Hawkeye's doing about as good a job at selling the black capsule as I did at selling this minute. Well, and the other thing I kind of noted was that Painless, as a dentist, I mean, he, I mean, he's he's a fellow doctor essentially, you know, and uh, not to put den- dentists down, but he has certainly should have some awareness of various medications in there. Effectiveness and 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 uh, how quick they yeah. might uh, might uh, produce the intended results. Hey guys, what do you end up putting in this? We all know chemicals. <laughs> Painless is a Catholic. He's put his faith in Mulcahy giving him last rites. He's put his faith in his surgeons preparing his black capsule, and he gets ready to get in. And I just, Duke, you rude, you rude weirdo. I love you. <laughs> I was like, here you go. And there you his go. Mouth is just. Full of food. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, pound of that. Good job. <laughs> Good luck. It's, uh, it's Marion in Belloc's tent. Oh. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> and it leads me to my first question of the minute. Which is? What are they drinking? 
I was assuming whiskey or something of that ilk because it's you'd kind think of that. So. Well, you think so? It's but very, look at, it's very red. It's very pink. I mean, if it was 2019, these guys would be having rosé. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, I was trying to see what the bottle looks like. like it's a, in a beaker. It's in a beaker. So, but then <laughs> there's like a not. Well, no, that's like a no. That's a beaker too. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, they have decanted into yes. their wine. So maybe it is one. I just assumed, I mean, if you're going to go out, you might as well go and for something hard. And you whiskey, too. You so do. That's yeah. Fair. Clearly, I'm also the whiskey drinker because I went right there, but. <laughs> it's all good. I know I'm outnumbered in the Movies by Minutes community <laughs> with my lack of knowledge. We're similar, Tierney. I'm, I'm not too knowledgeable about most drinks and so forth. I'm at, I don't really normally ever drink uh, liquors or even just on the rocks and various things. Um, but the one big thing that you've been, that's, that's in, I think I, almost every minute, if not every minute, you know, the martini. That's the one thing I, I do tend to go to myself is martinis. I wish I could. My mother-in-law drinks them and they look so cool. And I just, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I kind of, I love the beakers picture i mean that is fabulous i mean it's genius it looks great i just don't understand what they are drinking that would be so red (sighs) it's gotta be red wine but it looks very pink for red wine but like rosé is usually pinker so well also i don't think rosé was big in korea in the early 50s well that too i don't know if (laughs) rosé was big in america anyway i don't think rosé existed before like eight months ago or whatever (laughs) now it's everywhere with the idea of suicide here is the thing that I say it's, it seems so red to me. And that just makes me think. I mean, I mean, I really think it looks as red, but I am a little colorblind. But of Kool-Aid, so not mm. to throw that in horribly. No, no, we're we're down with the... You, drinking did Kool-Aid. you not hear... Uh, oh, you wouldn't have heard yet. Megan's yep, yet. lovely drop in the Kennedy assassination bomb. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> We have our moments. I was going to go with the red wine communion blood of Jesus, but I like yours. (laughs) (laughs) Had the Kool-Aid, that was a 70s thing, wasn't it? Late 70s, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should we start the conspiracy theory that Altman predicted the use of Kool-Aid in suicides? Oh, God. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's out there. This was filmed before that happened. Yeah, because when was Jonestown? That was like late 70s, right? Yeah. 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 uh, It it could have even been early 80s, but yeah. It definitely wasn't this early 70s or 69 either. I really 1978. Sorry. I had to Google it. It's okay. I'm really hoping that no one has bothered to put a transcription service onto our podcast because oh if this ever goes up <laughs> as a transcript and Google searching gets its hands on it, we are in for a world of people attacking <laughs> our social media. Knocks on the door from men in suits. Yeah, really, right? Like, what? what like, you crazy girls, what are you doing? Stop it! Stop it! I found the dartboard. Did That's you? That's a happy time. Yeah, dartboard? The dartboard that we thought was in the swamp on the back of the door, because yeah. that's where it is in the TV show, and then I got all confused because there was something else on the back of the door and I couldn't identify it. This is totally the dartboard. I really think they probably just took it from this tent and moved it to that tent, and then they said, go, Alan, go! <laughs> 
It's right behind Sidemen's head as he begins singing. So yes, welcome to music. See, I I did do things on purpose, Eric. I really I really was trying. <laughs> There's really not that much overlap between our films. <laughs> so Private Simon, Ken Primus. I do love that when you Google, you know, the song, I think it's Wikipedia entry. It's a couple different places. It says the song was written for Ken Primus. And I'm like, well, technically, but it's not like he was walking down the street and said, I'd love to be a singer. What you got for me, Melody Man? It's like, no, they wrote it for this scene and he's the character singing it. Right? Like, that's weird. Is the that only way Anyone I could see someone really justifying that statement is if they cast Primus as this character who, who and they wanted, they wanted the character to sing it, but they really had to make sure that they got an actor who could sing it. You know, kind of yeah. loosey-goosey there yeah. a little bit. That that's the sense. only way I could see someone kind of claiming that. It feels much more likely to me that yeah. two days before they shot this, <laughs> here, learn Robert this. Altman said, who here can sing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and better, to yeah, see right. who raised their hands. Yeah, it could have been, yeah, any, anyone besides maybe Hawkeye or, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, Elliot Gould and Donald Sutherland are over there. Who here can sing? Tom, put your hand down. Um, <laughs> so I looked up some information on Ken Primus, who is actually more well-known for his Broadway career. He was old Deuteronomy? Whatever. He was in Cats, so look for that resurgence. <laughs> From 91 to 98, wow. <laughs> he was also on Ain't Misbehavin' in Broadway. Uh, when was that? That was 1988-ish. Most of his other credited roles are TV. This is his first credited role, though, on IMDb, so that's Ooh. exciting. And he gets an IMDb soundtrack credit for this. As he should. <laughs> yeah. He's also a narrator-singer for a Fats Waller documentary, because the Ain't Misbehaving uh, Connection, yeah, which I'm yeah. kind of... I've never seen narrator-singer before, so that was kind of cool. So, I mean, he was obviously... He became a singer-actor, actor-singer. So it, it makes sense that he's the one singing this song. I just... I don't think it was as... Play, you know, I think this was the a beautiful beginning... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I didn't do the math, but he was born July 31st, 1946, so he's a Leo. Happy birthday, fellow Leos! <laughs> it won't be your birthday when this airs, but that's okay. And Bandini on guitar. Well, and it isn't it really... But in the movie here, it's it's Cardozo, though, right? Isn't that Bandini? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you're right. Bandini, yeah, oh, okay. in the 1970 okay. Mushroom. But, but, <gasps> that, but, but then that's the, that's the big thing that I, I found out, though, was that uh, because we, we haven't gone into it, certainly that's my my history with either mm-hmm. uh, film or show or book or anything. But the Cardozo part is who the actor played <laughs> <laughs> in the show is what I found out. And that, that was a really interesting thing that, cause I had heard you already talk about, okay, well, Radar's like the only one or whatever, you know, or he's, on, yeah. he's the only one, he's the only character that's, that's the same actor. Yeah. But then there's like these like two, three, four, what have you, other people mm-hmm. that, that have these other kind of varying levels of being in both. <laughs> that both. come over. <laughs> What's that? That come over. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come over here and do this show, but you're going to be a different character. Similarly named Italian type character, mm-hmm. you know, with, with that kind of name. But they just went from B to C, the next letter in the alphabet. Yes. I love <laughs> the idea. I was going nuts trying to figure out, like, is he supposed to be the same character just at a different point in the war where he's, you know, given up his glasses and smoked a lot more pot? <laughs> <laughs> because this guitar is kind of his through line. <laughs> 
I hadn't asked you yet. I can certainly ask you today what your background is with MASH. Well, um, yeah, and certainly it's, I think it's a, very similar to many people of the, I'm, I'm kind of late Gen X, and then others I think is, you guys are probably, I think, a little bit younger than me. If Generation I right. Oregon Trail yeah. is the preferred term. Right. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> no, we, we had, so we had that too. I, I've been accused mm-hmm. of, you're not really a Gen X, you're, you're too late. Yeah. yeah. I've also heard um, right on. Uh, Generation Catalano because of my so-called life. Oh, really? The character Jordan Catalano. I've never seen that TV show, though, so. It, I haven't watched an episode for so long. I didn't watch um, it much. I'm, I remember Eric, it was on you TV, can come too. but. Megan, are no, you telling mom, me you've not seen my no, so-called I, life? No, I knew it was a TV show. My mom wouldn't let us watch it, and because we had the one TV pretty much that really worked well in the house, and it was over the air. Weekend edition! Weekend edition! <laughs> I, I know edition. Claire Danes was in it, and I guess it was like her big first role, right? But that's about so my what I love knowledge is of that my show. My so-called life was only for one season. Oh, by the way, there is a great podcast that might have started by the time this airs called the boiler room podcast that is one of the women from buffering the vampire slayer spinning off and doing my so-called life and i bet it's gonna be fabulous but i don't know yet because as of recording it hasn't begun airing but my so-called life only ran for one season so the complete series is a pretty nice box set because that's all there is of it Mm -hmm. and it has a big picture of claire danes on the front and my son is obsessed with it because it sticks out from the shelf of dvds (laughs) and so his greatest thrill in life is to get on the other side of the baby gate and into the dvds and he pulls it out and he takes it out and he spreads out the dvds and then he stares at claire danes and i just think i've done well by this kid (laughs) there are worse things he could be into (laughs) so i would be happy to host that slumber party Anyway, back to this show. Yeah. I mean, movie. I'm mash, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Bandini, who I called Bardini for like the first half of the movie, and so now I can't help seeing that in my notes. He played the guitar when he was on the TV show and was Cardoza, and he's here, Bandini, apparently. So, did you ever watch watch it or was it just there yeah it was kind of just there i mean i don't you know i don't remember necessarily laughing at stuff and that's my biggest point with the show is that i'm pretty sure i probably like went back to it maybe i mean this this was back you know i kind of i kind of was past it you know when i was in like eight or nine ish maybe i mean i just like okay i'm not you know this is coming on i'm not up for i don't i don't care much about this but prior to that yeah it was there and it was it was you know certainly the, the the theme songs theme songs to so many shows are just stuck in my mind. I knew them so well as a kid, they would come on, but then I'd lose interest <laughs> in, in a fair amount. If it wasn't Happy Days or Mark and Mindy <laughs> or Spider-Man even. But when it came about, uh, my dad let me watch this. I haven't had me watch it. said I should watch this, like probably when I was like 13 or 14. Wow. This movie, when I kind of, you know, flipped around on the channel and saw, okay, yeah, there's that show that, you know, so I'd, I'd try to watch it a few times, I think, back then. When I was in my teens there. But very similarly to what I've done recently, because you started this podcast, and I've rewatched the movie up to this point. I'll finish rewatching it, I think, before I leave for our trip. I've come across the show on TV, and I've watched a couple minutes of it, and there's the laugh track. People are laughing, but I'm not. Mm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really just, you know, I'm, I, I, I definitely love this song and that instrumental arrangement from the show, but this movie is definitely the uh, more of a, it's, it's not necessarily a laugh fest, that's for sure. I would say this movie isn't. It's It's got a lot more to say 
than just being a comedy, um, even though so many kind of goofball type things are happening throughout. Yeah, it's it's definitely more, I'm definitely more this uh, movie guy for this franchise, what have you. <laughs> we found the person! Yes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> You've been searching. <laughs> So long. For the person who likes the movie better. <laughs> we knew they existed. <laughs> the TV show does not benefit from a laugh track. No. Ugh. Those are the worst. Yeah, when there's that one season where all they have is the laugh track. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Have you ever... Oh, I'd have to look and see which episode it is. There's an episode on the DVDs where... They didn't have the Fox didn't have the Masters anymore. Yes, and, and you so get that all warning. They have is the air video, and they warn you ahead of time. They're like, "Uh, hi, the quality is oh, bad," and then you turn it on, and it is like 1978 air broadcast quality. And you're like, opening oh. credits, everything is so fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. You're like, what? <laughs> we don't realize how spoiled we are until something like that happens. Yeah, and then you're like, oh. Oh, yeah, no wonder a lot of this stuff just got taped over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of TV shows and their quality and broadcasting and so forth, I don't know, this just came out this past week, and I, I can imagine maybe the two of you are fans, as, as I kind of am. You know, I definitely watched every episode of it, but Friends is mm. going to be in the theater oh, next month. Really? That yes. does not seem like it would benefit from. But that's being that's the, the thing. thing. It was a, apparently it was originally shot in widescreen, and this is for. Okay. Uh, they, they often do a lot of these classic movies, really mainly, mm. not shows so much. As far as I know, yeah. I don't remember ever one these past five years? I've been kind of going to the theater a lot more and seeing a lot more, um, especially the classic movies that they're running a lot more. But they're often doing it in conjunction with a 4K release coming out, and that's why they're mm. doing it. Like okay. I, mean, I just saw a couple nights ago, I saw Apocalypse Now. In, in uh, essentially 4K, but it's it's on IMAX screen. They're putting able, able to put it on the IMAX screen because it's 4K now. I have a weird history with Friends in that I definitely was aware of it. I have seen most episodes of it, probably, if not all of them at some point. But what it is is that growing up, my best friend who lived next door was two years older than me. And so she was a massive fan of Friends and it was appointment television for her and her mom. And I was just enough younger to be like, okay, sure, we can watch that. Sometimes it's funny. Like, I definitely laughed at it plenty. I loved who's getting married. It's at one of the weddings, they have the, like, string quartet playing Everlong. Oh, jeez, that it's, seems so 90s. <laughs> but it's so good. Like, there are definitely things in Friends that I really, really liked. And I definitely feel like I watch enough of it that I can have a whole conversation on Friends and have an opinion on lots of things. But I more observe... I, you know the term osmosis? That's how I yeah. <laughs> know about yeah. Friends. I was alive, and therefore, I knew what Friends was and I had seen every episode. Episode. I miss appointment television, though. I really miss that. I Because, like, my parents talk about, like, having parties to watch Dallas. Everyone would gather to watch together. That sounds wonderful. I mostly just want an excuse to hang out with people without having to organize a party. <laughs> <laughs> Can't people just be in my house hanging out? Megan, it's probably becoming very clear to you why I was good at college. <laughs> Yeah, no, we were good at college because it was a captive audience too, right? <laughs> yes, that's what I need. <laughs> like, like it would just be like, wasn't I think wasn't I social secretary simply because I was good at being like, we should do this, and I made people do it. <laughs> like we're going bowling. Who's coming? You're coming, right? You're going bowling. And now it occurs to me: was Nicole my best friend, or did she just live next door and I was always at her house? <laughs> 
Hmm. Hmm. I have to think about that. Our cats were best friends. It just seemed logical. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. I have to be honest. My last note for this minute is bless that man for taking out his gum before. Is that what he was taking out? I was trying to figure out like he took out something. Yeah, he was chewing gum, which oh, okay. he took communion chewing gum, which is gross. Well, I guess that's but... why I was confused, because I was like, uh, wouldn't you just inadvertently maybe swallow your gum or look really stupid because you're trying not to swallow your gum? <laughs> if we get into the psychology of the decision-making process, Painless Paul oh, has th- followed, th- we will be no, here. He, he took, I, I'm just Fair watching that, I'm just watching repeat right now, and he took his gum out and it, it kept it in his hand while he oh. took it and then, then oh. popped it back in. Oh, okay. So we weren't going to have that awkward moment. He's a good Catholic. That's still gross, but yeah. <laughs> I will never forget. Miss- oh, go ahead. No, I, no, please. It, it was a random tangent about sunflower seeds and trying oh, to Oh, I was going to say, I'm assuming it's um kind of forbidden or looked down upon to have something else in your mouth while taking communion. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought he like tucked it into his cheek. Kinda. Oh. I just assumed that's what he did. Was just yeah. Well, I guess I, I guess I did. He was just talking about it over to the side and take communion, and then boom, I've got gum again. <laughs> I mean, I do know. you really I'm not need a big gum chewer? Me so either. I just assume they. I, I I went through that phase and have you know left it, but oh my god, Megan, did you go through that phase in ninety six to ninety nine? No. Because watermelon flavored bubblicious. No, it was when I turned 18 and my mom couldn't really tell me not to chew gum anymore. And it was like a winter fresh, like it could only be winter fresh. I don't even know Uh, if they make winter winter fresh. Winter fresh is a good like the Isn't that like the blue one? It was the blue one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great gum. It's a good airport gum. You can always find winter fresh. Well, I used to work at Walmart and with my employee discount, it was like even cheaper. So it was like, bring on the winter fresh. I was a big fan of Winter Fresh, and then when I got older, into Big Red. Oh, Big Red was if I wanted to annoy my husband, because he didn't like the cinnamon flavor at all. Well, like, see, oh. my rebellion happened of when I was a teenager, and so it was watermelon-flavored bubblegum. And you can imagine how fun that was for my parents. Just two years of solid, artificial <laughs> flavoring of watermelon. I still, every so often, I'll be walking around and I'm like, someone here is chewing watermelon-flavored gum. <laughs> it's not me. I now can't stand it. But it's someone here. I'm is never it, forgetting like, that smell. Like how it I permeated can, all my clothes. Is it like how I can tell where pot smoke is within like a 500-yard radius because I'm no, allergic, so I'm just like... You right, so I'm like, I know someone's smoking pot. I, I see you, teenager. Where were you? Like, <laughs> Megan, you would have been our nightmare. I know. <laughs> I mean, what? Hi. So, anyway. Anyway. One of the guys I went to high school with, we went to the same college and he ended up driving one of the shuttle buses. And he would have sunflower seeds while he was doing his route. And he would put the shell in his cheek. And he'd end up with, like, this giant cheek full of sunflower seeds. And then when he got out, he would just, like, spit them all out into the woods. (laughs) I am disgusted and impressed at the same time. (laughs) What's super fun is that one of my friends developed a crush on him, so then we would ride the bus so that she had an excuse to talk to him, even though we did not need to go where his route was going. And since I knew him, it was my job to come up with an excuse to get on the bus and start talking to him. Hi, I've been a wingman forever. (laughs) And he would offer us sunflower seeds because he was a nice person who would offer that. And she always politely declined because she was smart and realized that it would be embarrassing 
because we did not have the skills he did. And I was like, sure, I love sunflower seeds. And then I had a handful of spitty sunflower seed shells on the bus. And we got off the bus and she's like, yeah, that's why I said no. And I'm like, you jerk. You couldn't have like in some way indicated to me. I was like, I didn't know what to do with them. Um, there are there are two things I, I still want to talk about. I want to I want to mention uh, the oh, thank uh, God. the TV tropes <laughs> the TV tropes website. I don't know if you've looked at that for this movie and oh I haven't doing the control F for suicide and yet attending your own funeral is the trope. Okay, okay, attending. I I guess Mark Twain was on to something there. <laughs> I didn't know this was even a website, so I'm like, oh. <laughs> Welcome to the rabbit hole. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just thinking that like, oh, no. Hope you aren't planning on doing anything else this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other things I've seen attending your own suicide in. Or attending your own yeah, pe- funeral. funeral. Right. I mean, technically, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen this movie. Oh, oh. He's not actually killing himself. So technically, he is attending his own suicide. I just, I misspoke, but I came back no, around. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've lost. Megan. I'm sorry. What was the other thing you were like thinking of? Thinking uh, well, about? well, is the actor. I don't know if you've talked much about him, John Shuck. It's, it's just yesterday because I will do my own podcast editing in front of the TV, and and usually with TV that I can just kind of zone out on. And one of those is that uh, is on uh, my TV lately. I've been tuned into uh, to do that too, especially on the weekends on a Saturday like yesterday was, is uh, Law & Order SVU. And he had oh, yeah. repeated, repeated appearances on there, I found out. Because he was on. I, I actually found that out a couple weeks ago. And then yesterday was an episode that he was on. It's like, oh my God, hey! that's him. Hey! I'm going to do this recording tomorrow. It was meant to be. I got to do and, it. And it's he, all he, he has, happening. He has, he has a ball. Yeah. <laughs> And he is bald in that when when, when you see Okay. Him. That was a controversy earlier in our podcast. We're like, did he go bald? Did he just wear a bald cap in the grand scheme of things? It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So now the thing you can do at the tvtrip.org site is click on that attending your own funeral. And then there's all, a ton of categories you then need to open. But you know, one of them, of course, is film. A, a ton of different media. Yeah, that's listed. what. That's what. That's where you lost so, yeah. me. I started looking yeah. through. I was like, so oh, there, there's, there's plenty. There's at least a couple dozen. Yeah, a couple dozen, yeah. maybe. Any that stuck out to you? Oh. Um, one of the Pink Panther movies. It said. I like the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. <laughs> it says, "Does it, or at least claims, at least, or at least he claims to have done it." The title character, and uh, it was done in uh, Thunderball. James Bond. Yep. That one I was like. Which I think yeah. was then repeated for Live and Let Die, because those are actually the same movie, I think. Yeah. Or is it Never Say Never Again? Or I don't know. I think it's done again, though. I could only think, I was like, I know this is a trope. I know this is a thing that happened all the time. All I could think of was that Tom and Huck movie that, like, Brad Renfro and JTT were in. Oh, no, yeah. It's in, it's in <laughs> the like, story. Because well, I know, yeah, I know it best the from Tom The Simpsons. Sawyer story. I know it from oh. best from The Simpsons. Because uh, in, in one of their, um, you know, not not necessarily Halloween, but, you know, other similar non-canonical episodes uh, where it's generally like three stories or whatever. The only good Bart wars are the following. Bart, Bart and Milhouse <laughs> are watching their own funeral and they're playing the two. Yeah, but I didn't have a crush on Milhouse. You had a crush on Bart, but he's a girl. Mm-hmm. I had a crush on Brad Renfro, okay. oh, which yeah. in retrospect was... Not a good role model, but that's okay. I said my last note, which was that I'm very glad we have ended our trend of chewing gum while eating and drinking. Anything else from you guys? 
No, nope. I, I would say a, 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 another thing that we'll we could catch tomorrow because the song is still going. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's, I was like, all right, definitely going to still talk lighter. about the song tomorrow because, as I mentioned before, you do Almost Famous Minute, but that is not your only podcast, sir. No, yeah, there's there's the completed uh, Watchmen Minute. You can uh, very easily, very, that's that's the most Google, Googleable of my three podcasts <laughs> that you can find very easily. And I did that with uh, Travis Bow, and that's uh, over, except we may come back for the HBO series here in the Ooh. fall um, for episode by episode review, analysis, what have you. But then then uh, the more, more recent uh, one that kind of just popped up in between almost uh, the two movies by minutes um, is uh, Feels Like Weezer, and that's, uh, that's with a co-host, Zach Freaking Smith. Uh, so that's track by track going through the whole Weezer catalog in chronological at release order. Woohoo! So we we, like we've just fin- we've just finished the blue. So yeah, we 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 just finished the blue album. Not everyone. The Prince one did oh, album okay. by album to album in that order. But yeah, I mean you know for 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 a band that's still going. <laughs> you know, if we put all the songs Fair. in order, then we would just have to start adding more in, and it would be out of order. We'd have to make up for them or something. Be chaos. Yes. <laughs> Megan, what band should we do a <laughs> podcast on? Uh, good question. <laughs> do we even listen to some of the same music is the first question. Um, hmm. I listen to like a lot of pop and EDM, which I get made fun of by my coworkers. Because I like come into the library and I'm like at EDM blasting at like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what's up? And they're all like, it's too early, Megan. <laughs> That Sometimes that's what you just... need at 8 a.m. I know. Like, one of my coworkers is like, that, that would just drive me nuts. And I'm like, that's how I get to work. Like, <laughs> when the podcasts start working, the EDM or the super, like, pop-pop music comes on. Or 80s. A lot of 80s stuff, too. Been an 80s move lately. Holland Oats. Well, they're kind of 70s, too, but. Can I? I know we're running along and this is totally random. What? I mentioned before we recently moved my library. I shifted books off of carts onto shelves for almost eight hours straight. It wasn't eight hours straight. It felt like eight hours, though. It felt like eight hours. (laughs) And it was a lot. I had stuck in my head the entire time. Uh Uh-oh. Madonna's Cherish. You know what? I stole that LP from my mom. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's a great song. It I love just, Madonna. Oh, I love Madonna. It just kept going. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't do anything to get it out. Did you, try, like, did you try other Madonna songs? Like, did you try I some, did. like... <laughs> I did. did. I had completely forgotten Open Your Heart was even a Madonna song, but there it was, right in my brain, waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a long day. I, I stole that album from my mom. She might not even notice. <laughs> And when she's listening now, and now she's going to be like, Megan! (laughs) My mom was not a Madonna fan. You'll be shocked to hear having met my mom. But Nicole and I were very... Great, see, we brought it back. My friend and I (laughs) were very big on it and decided we would sing, yeah, Madonna, the Bangles, the Go-Go's. Somewhere there are cassette tapes of us singing those songs, and I really hope they have been lost forever. <laughs> I did not foresee podcasts becoming a thing and me putting my voice on the internet for all to hear for eternity or however long until the machine uprising. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anywho, Anywho. How the heck do I loop this back to... To MASH. Um... MASH. Eric, it has been an absolute joy bringing you into our madness. It's It's been fun uh, being a little mad with you. <laughs> Would you like to come back uh-huh. tomorrow and we'll of let course. you derail the musical conversation? <laughs> Certainly. Looking forward to it. 
That's when she was in her cone bra period. My mom told me I shouldn't listen to Madonna. And I was like, I like that she hangs around in her underwear. She's awesome. <laughs> Have you seen the video for Express Yourself? I know. Have you seen Vogue? Like, come on. <laughs> I need to hold my cat and have feelings, mother. <laughs> my mom's like, uh. <laughs> anyway. anyway.